I mean, I, two things. One, I would like to know who that executive superintendent was. But then, <laughs> second, man, it how, was, how old uh, are you? It was Jake Carter's father. Okay. Jake Carter. That's right. That's right. He's a smart man. So tell He's me, awesome, man. He is. He's awesome. So, Tyler, how old are you? 26. So, I think for most people, it would be really easy to go, man, I'm 26. I should get that. I should have that opportunity, too. But I think, Tyler, you've done a good job of, of showing people, like, yes, you were around your father in, in, in concrete the majority of your life, but also get strip forms. And, man, again, going back to Walker's point of the work ethic that was instilled in you, you know, I could see the progression over 10 years of that, right, from 15 to where you're at now. You, you can know how many turnbuckles it, it goes into a wall. And so yeah. – I don't know, man. I, I think it's pretty cool because you're 26, you're doing a great job, and man, I don't even, I couldn't tell you how many turnbuckles go on a wall, right? But you know, <laughs> I haven't been around, I haven't right. been doing that for 10 years, so that's my, I think three or four years ago, my old self would have been jealous of what Tyler has the opportunity for, but now, where mm -hmm. I'm at now, and that's been just huge with with my own walk in the Lord. But you know, seeing another guy do that and just crushing it, man, it's it's really cool, and so. I know it took a lot of hard work. People don't see behind the scenes. Man, and going back, to, this makes me think of Jack Carter too. Like, man, where he's at in his career, people don't know about the stuff that he did to get to where he's at, right? Like, right. just you, you don't see the work ethic, and people just automatically want to assume, man, I, I want to be there, but they don't want to put the hard work in to get there. Right. Man, you just – and it's kind of like you said with the work ethic, man. You just – you have to have a passion for what you do. If you don't yeah. wake up in the morning and just have a fire behind it, man, then then something's not right, you know. Yeah. And that that was kind of why I started why I started turning away towards Brassville and Gory. You know, nothing against Brassville and Gory. That that is one of the best GCs. Honestly, I'm trying to get some jobs with Brassville and Gory. <laughs> you should be able to. One of the best GCs. I've I've texted Jack a couple messages and in, in old Ben Harris reached out but uh, i'm sure we will one day brother but uh, you know if if you're not happy with what you're doing then you're not going to have a passion you're not going to want to work towards it you know i've always wanted even when i was cutting grass in college man like it sucked you know there was there was days where all my buddies are going to lake martin and i'd i'm out there cutting grass just trying to make 250 bucks you know right Right. But at the end of the day, man, I I always I always wanted to be successful and I always would work so hard just just so I could be successful and raise a, you know, a healthy family yeah. and be just provide like my, my father provided, to be honest with you. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But, yeah, man. You know so there's this Study and I'm gonna try to make this as simple as I can because I can get all over the place. But Tyler Walker heard this the other week. I was watching a live stream from Dave Ramsey and Micro, and they started to talk about just the labor problem in America. Not just not just construction. It was more just general, you know, men not fulfilling these roles. And so there's this guy they had on there. His name I think it was Michael Easter. He got some data, and there's 7.2 million men from the age of 25 to 55 that are able-bodied that aren't in the unemployment number because they just don't want to work. They're able-bodied, nothing's wrong with them. They're sitting at home. And so it's like the exact opposite of what 
our industry is, right? Like the hard work ethic, the, right. having the fire in you to want to get stuff done. And so I just started to think about that, not only from a perspective of like, you know, what's going on in their own lives, but man, if we could get some of those men to fulfill working in the construction industry, man, it, it would be amazing because there's such a big gap. And I think there's, there's different things you can do as a company, right. To, to attract people. But one of those things is like just treating your people the right way. And it sounds like, you know, you're doing that. Like, like you said, you realize that the people that you have under you during that time could be 150. Like you said, man, you know that their livelihoods up to you at that point. And you take a, you take right. it very seriously. It's not just something to brush by. And so long story short, they were going on around about these things and Dave Ramsey got a little fired up about it because he's talking about like, you know, I don't remember if it was Apple or Tesla or somebody, but it was like, man, they just fired like 10,000 of their employees. Like it just let them know, like it's, it's a Friday, they come into work and then four o'clock on that Friday, they send everybody an email and like, you know, half the workforce gets cut because they just want to let them go. Right. And it's just like to see someone that cares about their employers, right. That, that their employees mm-hmm. and, and to want them to make a good livelihood too, man, it just says a lot about who you are as well. You know, Davis, just just going off with what you just said, man. You know, you're right though about our generation and how we're just nobody really wants to work. And honestly, brother, I love it because I, I you know, I would love to go. It's like when I was doing lawn care, man. I I was loving that nobody else was doing it because people like seeing a young man working hard, and it. it there's an attraction about it, right? So, and then treating your guys well, you have to treat the guys well. You know, it it just, it brings the team all into one, you know, because no man can do anything by themselves on a, on a large scale with what we're doing. You know, I have to have the good, good guys. And it, it's as little as right after the safety meeting, giving a pack of gum to somebody, you know, all the way to just grilling grilling hamburgers or inviting all everybody to the house and having a little party, you know, throwing the chicken on the grill. Those guys love it, man. And, you know, not a, in the construction industry, one of the biggest problems is nobody really tells another man, good job. Mm. You know, everybody, everybody just expects, expects the job to be done without saying good job. Man, when I see these guys out there just banging and getting after it, man, I'm loving it. You know, I'm out there doing the gorilla. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm loving it. And you got to show them the appreciation. You know, I'm not saying you know you still have to put your foot in the ground every once in a while and and you know, come on, guys, let's get after it. But at the same time, you know, if you treat these guys well, they they have they will get gain way more respect for you, man. I've worked for some really bad superintendents and I've worked for some really good superintendents and I've worked for some superintendents that were too good to where everybody was kind of like walking all over them in a way. And then I've worked for some really really bad superintendents to where nobody wanted to work for him because it didn't matter how good of a job you did. He was just like, man, F you, blah, blah, blah. You could do better. So there's an equilibrium in between it. You know, you, I can't be Mr. Nice guy every single day, but, but at the same time, man, you you can get on them. And then towards the end of the day, you know, just give them the fist bump or give them the thumbs up. 
Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it's really like Davis and I talk about it probably every podcast or like every other one, right? But it's construction is about relationships. It's about how you treat right. people. And and honestly, there's the old school construction and the new school construction, right? And a lot of the old school is yell and cuss and scream and get mad. And the new school, right? It, it's some of them are, yeah, you can walk over it, but it's finding that balance of, all right, firm but fair. He came on and said it's second guest of the show, right? Firm but fair. It stuck with me ever since then. It's like, how do you treat people with respect? But also you got to get the job done at the end of the day. And it seems That's like right. you found that balance, right? Because, I mean, you, you've had some incredible role models in your life, your dad, your brother, and, and everyone in between who has shown you the right way to do things. And now you, as someone who's right. in a leadership position, that's something that one, you get to learn and two, but you, you've also seen how it's done. So it's a whole lot easier for you to now take that to your guys. Right. And you know, one of the biggest things about being a leader in the construction industry is just being positive, man, and, and treating people like people, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just because he's a laborer, well, God didn't make him to be a the you know the superintendent. You know, there's a reason you have to. Without a rodbuster, you know, I mean, that's some of the hardest work is tie and steel. Without yeah. those guys, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Hmm. One time, man, they told me I had to get rid of these guys because some of some of my guys couldn't read. What? Yeah. So I was like, well, just because he can't read doesn't mean he can't tie steel. You know, right. I'll I'll put up I'll put up some danger signs and put a picture up there instead of words. Like I'm not I'm not getting rid of these guys. I'll just make it to where I'll throw a picture up and kind of talk them through it. But I'm I'm not firing these guys. These guys are just, this is my A team, you know. Right. And you know, just treating those guys with respect and staying positive, man. Because every day there's a problem. Every yeah. single day going to be a problem in the construction industry and you you know it's so funny man because you'll sit in these meetings and everybody's pointing fingers at each other and and talking about change order this change order that and then they're waiting five days for the change order well dude i would have just fixed it right then and there not even pointed a finger and, and i would have been 100 feet down by the time you guys even thought about it you know right right it's just, just the way you you have to attack the problems man one of one of my best quotes that I live my life by is there's two types of birds in this world and it's Tweety birds and bald eagles. And when a storm arrives, a Tweety bird flies and seek shelter. Well, a bald eagle will fly towards the storm, rise above it. And then when the storm passes, then he'll fly back down. And, you know, that's, that's just cool. kind of like face your problems, man, rise above it. And then, you know, you're free. You know, you just keep on rocking to the next one. The next one comes face it attack it and yeah that's, that's cool. kind of how i live my life man I, I love that man i i think about i'm not going to say what, what which sub it is or which trade it is on the job site now but there's one guy that always talks about like ticket this ticket that ticket this ticket that i'm just like man i don't care like you know it's that i'm the I'm the AFM, right? So my job is not to negotiate price and ticket and all that stuff. I'll I'll yeah. I'll look at maybe the hours you spent doing it and correct that. But you know, some of the things I get so fired up about, it's just like, man, I'll just go do it myself because there's some sometimes you just gotta lead. And what you know, my superintendent now, 
he hate he doesn't hate when I do it, but he tries to teach me how to really delegate and manage because there's a fine line of getting people to do the job that they're supposed to do, but then also to me, to see the change, you got to be the change, in my opinion. But like, right. so if I'm out yeah, there doing the work, if I'm out there doing the work and and picking up trash, uh, today I framed a soffit because my guy won't send two two guys out here to to to, to finish up a soffit. So I got up in there with a with a metal snips with somebody and finished framing the rest of the soffit so the drywall <laughs> guys could keep going. Because I was just like, I'm done. Right. It's been sitting here long enough. Like I, I don't care. And so. I don't know. It just made me think about that. Like you, you can argue about it, or you can take ownership and really just get after it, right? Like, let's take ownership. Right. The it all falls on me at the end of the day, so it's not up to that trade partner. I mean, it is, but you know, we're the ones that have to respond for us. So anyway, I love the part of just taking ownership and running with it and continuing to to get ahead. But Tyler, as we wind wind down, man, I appreciate you for one giving us your time. It's been awesome to get to learn more about you and who you are and how you've become so successful. But mm-hmm. if you were going to encourage someone to come into our industry, what are some qualities you think they should have? A strong, just a positive mindset, man. You know, especially, especially in the construction industry, because there's a lot of negativity, you know, just because somebody else is having a bad day, they're probably going to bring it to the office and it, you know, you just have a strong mindset, stay positive, and face the problems. You know, don't – and especially if for the new people coming into the construction industry, ask questions and make mistakes. You, you're not going to learn without making the mistakes. You have to make the mistakes to learn. Yeah. And I'm not saying go out there and just, you know, wing it. You know, definitely <laughs> try your best. But, but uh, I would definitely – one thing I did at Brassville and Gory, man, is I would try to get the most information and learn, get the most knowledge from these guys because these guys have been doing it for 20, 30 years for one of the best companies in the United States. So I was asking every question, you know. I was just, if I saw something and I didn't know how that was installed or why they installed it that way, even if it was just like a stub up that looked weird to me. I've never seen a stub like that. Hey, what kind of stuff is that? You know, or you know, and, and all the professors growing up, you know, they were ask questions, ask questions. But honestly, man, it you they should ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um and the last one is you gotta be happy with where you're at. You know, I think especially in the construction industry and if you're traveling, you man, you can really get burnt out fast if if you're not happy with who you're working for, who you're working with, you know, I, I, ever since, man, my life has changed tremendously ever since I've made that decision to come with Silverback and, and, uh, you know, it, it had nothing to do with the company I was working for, but, you know, I just, you got to be happy and, and put the work in. And then I think it's a great industry to be in yeah. once you find that. That's right. Yeah, I love that. So uh, you kind of have mentioned it many a times, right? Just through the course of conversation. But if you could, if you could go back in time to your 20 year old self, what what would you tell yourself? Mm. Man, I, I, I don't know. Cause 
a good question, brother. Uh, the thinker. Yeah. What's one thing you wish you did better? I'm not too sure on that one. One thing I wish I did better. Probably not stress the little things, man. I was so worked up about the littlest things. And even now in my life, you know, it's, there's so many things going on that I, that I stress about and it's such a little problem, you know, like I get so many calls from so many different jobs. This needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. And just because another person is stressing about it doesn't mean that I have to start stressing about it, you know? So I wish, you know, just handling, handling the problems and figuring out to not stress about it. But I'm not saying just kick it to the side still handle the problem but don't yeah. let it don't let it affect your really? life you know and then and then honestly brother if i could go back and tell my 20 still 20 year old self i would there's a hard line between the work life and the life life and it was with school man i was so worked up in school trying to get straight a's that i i got kind of carried away on not actually being tyler stan kunis and living my life you know, and now in work, you know, sometimes I get home and it's eight o'clock at night and I'm so stressed out about tomorrow that I'm not even enjoying dinner, you know? Yeah. So I, I think figuring out, you know, how to, how to manage stress and, and figuring out that there's a fine line between your work life and your life life. You gotta, you gotta flip the switch, man. Hmm. You know, and it's five o'clock, you gotta flip the switch and, and, Go do something that you love, you know? That's right. That's been one of the biggest things. My superintendent now, we had a we had a ride back home together after we went to a, a not a dinner party, but just a dinner with some of the guys that flew in from B&G. And he's a man, one of the things that I will compliment about you is, man, you just know how to turn it off. He's like, I stay up stressing about things. He's like, how do you do it? And one of the things is this. If I didn't get to get with Walker every single day, and get to learn from people like Tyler, I probably would be stressed out and worried about work. But I have a hobby, like you said, find the thing that you're passionate about. Or man, right. man maybe it's, I'm going to go spend time with my wife, right? Or, man, I'm going to go grill something out with, with my guys. Or I'm going to go to the gym. Or there's a podcast I'm going to listen to on the way home and kind of wind down so I don't take it out on my wife, right? So, like, there's these things that we can do. And so, for me, I had to find that in construction, one, there's always a problem, right? And we can let that drive us crazy, but there's always a tomorrow as well. Well, there's not always tomorrow. The Lord doesn't promise another day. But if we're talking about the week, man, if it's 5, 5.30, and you've gotten your work done, but there's still something else, it's all right. It can wait till tomorrow, right? Like, right. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not the best at that. There's probably a few too many things that I let wait till tomorrow, right? But I try to just... When I'm at work, I'm going to be the most efficient person that I can be. I'm not there to um, spend 60 hours there. I, if I absolutely have to, the job requires it, I will. But I better be I better be working for 60 hours. I don't want to be sitting there for four or for 20 of it and be wasting wasting that time. And so, long story short, man, right. I appreciate you opening up about that because there's so many people in our industry that are in our in our positions as a young person 
that are trying to figure that part out. And it's difficult, right? It's part of being a go-getter and wanting to get after it. It's just a part of it. But I appreciate you opening up. Yeah, of course, brother. Yeah, Tyler, man, thank you so much for jumping on, dude. We we appreciate you taking some time out of your day. And if you're ever up in the Charlottesville, Charlottesville area, let me know. I will. Okay. Nice meeting you guys and talking to y'all.